0: Shravanam Diaries Podcast. Hare Krishna, we are starting the Nectar of Devotion by His Divine Grace Abhay Charanarvinda Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. Preface. The Nectar of Devotion is a summary study of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu which was written in Sanskrit by Shrila Rupa Goswami Prabhupada. He was the chief of the six Goswamis, who were the direct disciples of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When he first met Lord Chaitanya, Shrila Rupa Goswami Prabhupada was engaged as a minister in the Mohammedan government of Bengal. He and his brother, Sanatan, were then named Dabir Khas and Zakar Malik respectively and they held responsible posts as ministers of Nawab Hussein Shah. At that time, 500 years ago, the Hindu society was very rigid and if a member of the Brahmana caste accepted the service of the Muhammadan ruler He was at once rejected from Brahmana society. That was the position of the two brothers, Dabirkas and Sakar Malik. They belonged to the highly situated Sarasvata Brahmana community, but they were ostracized due to their acceptance of ministerial posts in the government of Hussein Shah. It is... The grace of lord chaitanya that he accepted these two exalted personalities as his disciples and raised them to the position of goswamis the highest position of brahminical culture similarly lord chaitanya accepted haridas thakur as his disciple although haridas happened to be born in a mohammedan family and Lord Chaitanya later on made him the Acharya of the chanting of the Holy Name of the Lord. Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Rama, Hare Hare Lord Chaitanya's principle is universal. Anyone who knows the science of Krishna and is engaged in the service of the Lord is accepted as being in a higher position than a person born in the family of a brahmana. That is the original principle accepted by all Vedic literatures, especially by Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. The principle of Lord Chaitanya's movement in educating and elevating everyone to the exalted post of a Goswami is taught in the nectar of devotion. Hmm. Wow. Lord Chaitanya met the two brothers Dabirkas and Sakar Malik in a village known as Ramakeli in the district of Malda. And after that Meeting the brothers decided to retire from government service and join Lord Chaitanya. Dabir Khas, who was later to become Rupa Goswami, retired from his post and collected all the money he had accumulated during his service. It is described in Chaitanya Charitamrita that his accumulated savings in gold coins equaled millions of dollars and filled a large boat. He divided the money in a very exemplary manner which should be followed by devotees in particular and by humanity in general. 50% of his accumulated wealth Was distributed to the Krishna conscious persons, namely the Brahmanas and the Vaishnavas, 25% was distributed to relatives, and 25% was kept against emergency expenditures and personal difficulties. Later on, when Sakar Malik also proposed to retire, the nawab was very much agitated and put him into jail. But Sakar Malik, who was later to become Srila Sanata Nagaswami, took advantage of his brother's personal money, which had been deposited with a village banker, and escaped from the prison of Hussein Shah. In this way, both brothers joined Lord Chaitanya, Mahāprabhu. Rūpa Goswami first met Lord Chaitanya at Prayāg, Allahabad, India. And on the Dāshāshvamedha bathing ghat of that holy city, the Lord instructed him continually for ten days. Ten days. The Lord particularly instructed Rupa Goswami on the science of Krishna consciousness. These teachings of Lord Chaitanya to Srila Rupa Goswami Prabhupada are narrated in our book, Teachings of Lord Chaitanya. Mm-hmm. Later, Srila Rupa Goswami Prabhupada elaborated the teachings of the Lord with profound knowledge of revealed scriptures and authoritative references from various Vedic literatures. Srila Srini Acharya describes in his prayers to the six Goswamis that they were all highly learned scholars, not only in Sanskrit, but also in foreign languages such as Persian and Arabic. They very scrutinizingly studied all the Vedic literatures, all the Vedic scriptures, in order to establish the cult of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu on the authorized principles of Vedic knowledge. The present Krishna consciousness movement is also based on the authority of Srila Rupagaswami Prabhupada. We are therefore generally known as Rupanugas, Rupanugas, or followers in the footsteps of Srila Rupa Goswami Prabhupada. It is only for our guidance that Srila Rupa Goswami prepared his book Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, which is now presented in the form of the Nectar of Devotion persons engaged in the Krishna Consciousness movement may take advantage of this great literature and be very solidly situated in Krishna Consciousness. Mm. Bhakti means devotional service. Every service has some attractive feature which drives the servitor progressively on and on. Every one of us within this world is perpetually engaged in some sort of service, and the impetus for such service is the pleasure we derive from it. Driven by affection for his wife and children, a family man works day and night. A philanthropist works in the same way for the love of the greater family and a nationalist for the cause of his country and countrymen. That force which drives the philanthropist, the householder and the nationalist is called rasa, or a kind of mellow relationship, whose taste is very sweet. Bhakti rasa is a mellow, different from the ordinary Rasa enjoyed by mundane workers. Mundane workers labor very hard day and night in order to relish a certain kind of Rasa, which is understood as sense gratification. The relish or taste of the mundane Rasa does not long endure. And therefore, mundane workers are always apt to change their position of enjoyment. A businessman is not satisfied by working the whole week, therefore wanting a change for the weekend. He does, he goes to a place where he tries to forget his business activities. Then, after the weekend is spent in forgetfulness, he again changes his position and resumes his actual business activities. Material engagement means accepting a particular status for some time and then changing it. This position of changing back and forth is technically known as bhoga-tyaga, which means a position of alternating sense enjoyment and renunciation. A living entity cannot steadily remain either in sense enjoyment or in renunciation. Change is going on perpetually, and we cannot be happy in either state because of our eternal constitutional position. Sense gratification does not endure for long, and it is therefore called chapala sukha or flickering happiness. For example, an ordinary family man who works very hard day and night and is successful in giving comforts to the members of his family, thereby relishes a kind of mellow. But his whole advancement of material happiness immediately terminates along with his body as soon as his life is over. Death is therefore taken as the representative of God for the atheistic class of men. The devotee realizes the presence of God by devotional service, whereas the atheist realizes the presence of God in the shape of death. At death everything is finished, and one has to begin a new chapter of life in a new situation Perhaps higher or lower than the last one in any field of activity – political, social, national or international. The result of our actions will be finished with the end of life, that is, sure. Bhakti rasa, however, the mellow relished in the transcendental loving service of the Lord, does not finish with the end of life. It continues perpetually and is therefore called Amrita, that which does not die, but exists eternally. This is confirmed in all Vedic literatures. Bhagavad Gita says that a little advancement in Bhakti rasa can save the devotee from the greatest danger, that of missing the opportunity for human form of life. The rasas derived from our feelings in social life, in family life, or in the greater family life of altruism, philanthropy, nationalism, socialism, communism, etc. do not guarantee that one's next life will be as a human being. We prepare our next life by our actual activities in the present life. A living entity is offered a particular type of body as a result of his action in the present body. These activities are taken into account by a superior authority, known as daiva, or the authority of God. This daiva is explained in Bhagavad Gita as the prime cause of everything and in Srimad Bhagavatam, it is stated that a man takes his next body by daiva netreṇa, which means by the supervision of the authority of the Supreme. In an ordinary sense, daiva is explained as destiny. Daiva supervision gives us a body selected from 8,400,000 forms the choice does not depend on our selection, but is awarded to us according to our destiny. If our body at present is engaged in the activities of Krishna consciousness, then it is guaranteed that we will have at least a human body in our next life. A human being engaged in Krishna consciousness is even if unable to complete the course of bhakti-yoga takes birth in the higher divisions of human society so that he can automatically further his advancement in Krishna consciousness. Therefore all bona fide activities in Krishna consciousness are amrita or permanent. This is the subject matter of the nectar of devotion. This eternal engagement in bhakti-rasa can be understood by a serious student upon studying the nectar of devotion. Adoption of bhakti-rasa of Krishna consciousness will immediately bring one to an auspicious life free from anxieties and will bless one with transcendental existence, thus minimizing the value of liberation. Bhakti-rasa itself is sufficient to produce a feeling of liberation because it attracts the attention of the Supreme Lord, Krishna. Generally neophyte devotees are anxious to see Krishna or God, but God cannot be seen or known by our present materially blunt senses. The process of devotional service, as it is recommended in the nectar of devotion, will gradually elevate one from the material condition of life to the spiritual status, wherein the devotee becomes purified of all designations. The senses can then become uncontaminated, being constantly in touch with bhakti rasa. When the purified senses are employed in the service of the Lord, one becomes situated in bhakti-rasa life, and any action performed for the satisfaction of Krishna in this transcendental bhakti-rasa stage of life can be relished perpetually. When one is thus engaged in devotional service, all varieties of rasas or mellows turn into eternity. In the beginning, one is trained according to the principles of regulation under the guidance of the acharya, or spiritual master. And gradually, when one is elevated, devotional service becomes automatic and spontaneous. Eagerness to serve Krishna. There are 12 kinds of rasas. 12 kinds of rasas as will be explained in this book. And by renovating our relationship with Krishna in five primary rasas, we can live eternally in full knowledge and bliss. We will stop here for today. Tomorrow we shall continue the preface. And we'll start with the topic of propensity to love. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much for tuning in today. The book links, previous episodes, timeline and biography of the author can be found on shravanamdiaries.com. The link is in the description and we shall see you tomorrow.